So I definitely try to go to different places or I'll go back to the same type of place and just kind of look at it in a different way, shoot something at a different angle. And it kind of like, again, it kind of opens up these different doors. Welcome to the Flying Fruit Bowl, a platform dedicated to the exploration, discussion of art, and the creative process. This is the second part of my interview with Zachary Yanko. Please listen to the first part before listening to this, as the conversation starts off exactly where part one finishes. Thank you very much. Through photography, Zach likes to question the human condition by capturing these in-between states that hover somewhere between fiction and reality. I thoroughly enjoyed my conversation with Zach, and I hope you enjoy it too. Yeah, because I'm not, I'm not super curious. Like, imagine if you came over to England, like, I wonder what you'd do, because it'd be mm-hmm. so different, you know, and it's kind of, I don't know, it's, it's curious to me, because I love, your kind of photographer, I absolutely love, like, I really love night photography, I really love, like, kind of Americana, because I've never been to America, um, mm-hmm. and I imagine that when I go, it probably won't be like that, really, or just it's only like that in the images, as opposed to actually in real life. Um, yeah. I just kind of wonder, like, how your kind of approach would have to change you kind of have to, you would kind of force yourself to change because you're not you're not familiar with the environment um mm-hmm. but that'd be you know some of that could be really cool maybe as a way to if you have, of course if you had the money and the time you know mm-hmm. as a way to kind of try something new and i'd love to say that like i wish i yeah. could commission people to do stuff i'd totally commission you to go come over to england and shoot some summer oh i would love to <laughs> it'd be like such a refreshing thing to do I would find everything fascinating no matter what. I'd love to do that. Like I should think about that. <laughs> Just like you, if you came over here, you would probably find a lot of things that are maybe ordinary to me and a lot of other people, but to you it's like it's totally different. Yeah, some it's just like a whole different world. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's that's a cool thing though. It's about like the lens as you, you know, as we said earlier, like the lens you look through the camera with in terms of your eye, in terms of like where you're from also really impacts the work you create in terms of like if you're from one part of the world and you go to a different parts so like you know imagine shooting in the desert at night like how cool would that mm-hmm. be so like that would be oh, interesting be crazy yeah you know because yeah, we all have like i mean everybody's different and everybody sees the world and interprets the world around them differently so when you go to different areas of the world you're gonna you're gonna observe that in a different way than the next per you know the person yeah, next to you absolutely so and do you actually have like a dream location you want to go and shoot in a dream location i've never been asked that before or even thought of it a dream location i'm gonna i don't want to be like and say the uk but i'd love to go to europe just anywhere in europe i just because it's kind of like i mean it's not like the u.s but there's like you know there's a lot of different i feel like there's a lot of different suburbs yeah you know in and around europe or even the uk and I kind of like that the dreariness of the UK. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I love that. I think it's, you know, I mean, I grew up in a place where it kind of rains all the time. It's crappy most of the year besides summer. So it's kind of like home away from home in a way, you know, I Ab- relate to absolutely. it on a level. Yeah. So I would love to go to like pretty much anywhere in Europe. That's cool. I think that'd be awesome. I'd love to see that happen. Like, damn it, I wish I could commission you to do that. That'd be so cool. Um, but yeah, that'd be awesome. I'd love to see you do that. I think it's just really interesting to think about just going to something completely random that you don't really think that you would go to or already kind of thought about going to and seeing what you'll do there. Because I feel like that's the perfect way to kind of 
try something different and kind of yeah. get yourself out of rut because I think and actually that's a question I was going to ask you I forgot to ask you but I'll ask you now so it's like how do you kind of stop yourself repeating the same images and kind of feeling like you're just kind of doing the same thing over and over again so I definitely try to go to different places or I'll go back to the same type of place and just kind of look at it in a different way shoot something at a different angle and it kind of like again it kind of opens up these different doors to this maybe a same scene that I haven't like really seen it that way before so yeah <laughs> that's cool and um this is i'll probably cut this bit out because this is just what i'm curious to know so there's yeah. two photographers that come to mind and i want to ask you if you know them because i don't know if you know them or not if not i'll send them to yeah. you okay one of them's called kyle mcdougall do you know his work yeah 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 kyle mcdougall yeah, yeah he's from uh he, i think he lives in the uk now he does live right? in the uk now yes yeah he's from yeah. canada yeah i was gonna say he's yeah. got a podcast called the contact sheet and i don't know if you've listened to it if you haven't, I have. <laughs> huh? I have. Yeah, perfect. I was going to say, yeah, yeah about to say, yeah, because I, I love that. That's, I think it's great. Um, and his work's really cool. And his kind of whole like YouTube presence and kind of stuff like mm. that, you know, oh, yeah. I really admire. I think that's great. And I think he's one of those people like, he's very hardworking and I, I respect that a lot. I can understand like his work is great himself, but everything else he does outside of that is also great. Um, mm. And I respect that because it's not easy, you know, particularly when you've got families and stuff, it's not mm. easy. Um, so yeah, I wanted to mention him. And also there's another photographer called Eric Ramirez. Um, Eric Ramirez. No, no. On Instagram is, his Instagram is um, R4S, um, which is a funny Instagram handle. But he does, and I was actually looking at them just before I, I, we logged on here, is that he does these incredible, I'll send them to you later, but they are, okay. uh, so it's like a film. I guess it's almost like, a, it's almost like a small scene of like Seattle. Um, and it's in three separate frames like in, in one in one frame it's three separate frames and it's like they slowly move so you have like three different scenes playing at once okay. but they're like really cinematic and they're, they're just really beautiful and if i couldn't ever do anything like that i totally would love to um yeah. i'll send them to you they're really gorgeous and i just thought like maybe something like that yeah. would be really cool in terms of like rather than getting to film straight away or getting to video straight away just kind of think about how you can use a static image and change that and add some kind of movement to it that might be mm -hmm. a cooler way to of get into that rather than trying to throw yourself into shooting something and it be like perfect yeah particularly if you definitely. are a perfectionist because otherwise nothing yeah. you're going to shoot is going to be good um no just so trying try, to understand yeah, that trying <laughs> yeah trying to do something you know that's kind of a bit yeah that breaks the ice as opposed to throwing yourself into the lake you know mm -hmm. yeah i should totally use that analogy for something else that's great um <laughs> yeah, those that. are some good words <laughs> i'm gonna like i'm gonna put that on my bio sometime at some point right um <laughs> so i wanted to talk to you a little bit about suburbs and film uh, because you're part of the curation team for the page mm -hmm. um, i'm just curious about how the opportunity came about and or what is it like what is that kind of opportunity like to have so why said it that so way, but... <laughs> so it came about with um I don't know if you know, you probably know Ryan McSwain. I do, yes. Like he kind of like runs the account. I, yeah. So he kind of contacted me oh. just because of like what I like, I guess, was shooting at the time. I shoot a lot of suburbs and stuff like that. So he kind of contacted me and wondered if he, if I could be a part of it. That and he like, you know, with work and everything, you know, just he was a one man team, him and someone else for a while. And so he kind of needed some help. And I guess he reached out to me because I shoot a lot of, you know, I shoot a lot of the suburbs. So he kind of, you know, he might, I might have a different like taste on what I might think fits that page. 
same with um oh, i forget how to pronounce her name it starts with an a aurora aurora i forget but um but yeah she also does a really great job like props to her she posts so much on there i post a good amount like here and there too i'm just always busy with work as well so yeah, i really enjoy it you get to you kind of it kind of helps you too with your own work like not just seeing people's work but kind of curating that page it helps you curate your own work so i enjoy it yeah yeah because that's, that's what my next question was going to be in terms of like how does it affect your work and do you think that yeah like how like how does it affect your work kind of just said but also do you think that maybe like looking at too many images can be a bad thing definitely that's why i try to stay off instagram as much as possible <laughs> because i feel like it just floods your mind with all these influences that are not natural yeah because like you know way back then we didn't have all this stuff and people weren't they were just influenced by what they were seeing around them but not constantly influenced by what they see around them and online from who knows where across the whole you know across the world in general so yeah i try to stay as much offline at least now as possible okay actually that's probably a nice segue into social media itself actually um, so let's talk a bit about social media, if you don't mind. Let's talk a bit about social media. Yeah. Um, so what are your thoughts on social media and how does it affect you know you and the work you create? I think social media can be good and can be bad. Because on one hand, like the good like the the bad thing about it, it can burn you out, it can over influence you, it you know, it floods your mind with all these different, you know, images and influences coming from every which direction which can kind of be bad and kind of you know it might not you might not find your own path just because you're so influenced by too many things at once you know you're overstimulated which is not good but on the other hand you know you get to meet all these like i've met all these different people online you know i've, I've you know met up with a few people just for meeting them through social media which is really cool and um so that whole realm of thing, the social interaction is really nice. I feel like that's very beneficial, which a lot of people probably think is beneficial as well. So just knowing that your work will be seen primarily online affects the kind of way you create it. I think, yeah, it did for a time because, you know, you want to portray work that fits your niche of your page, you know, just shooting night stuff or just shooting like cars or stuff like that so i feel like it definitely has an effect on your work in general um and do you think that like um you compromise anything by putting your work online uh i don't think so let me think about that yeah, I don't think I compromise anything whenever I okay. put my work online. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's, that's a hard fun. question. Yeah. Yeah, it's a question I thought of the other day. And I was like, it's kind of I'm kind of curious because I think like personally, I feel like you kind of compromise your artistic freedom by putting stuff online because I think it's very easy for you to be swayed by the opinion of others and what other people would like to see you create as opposed to what you want to create yourself. Um, I think it, it can be a slippery slope at a certain point. And it's something I was going to ask you later. I might ask you now, actually. 
but it was yeah. the idea of like at what point does the artist and the audience merge mm-hmm. um and like kind of in your opinion of your work yourself like how have how, how do you try and make sure that you're always the one who has the creative control and you're always on creating work that you're satisfied with so that's why i took a break for a while hmm. because you know i'm trying to i was trying to fit this niche of like what i shot all the time and and like you know like maybe i post a photo that's daytime or something that's not like what i usually post and you know always looking at the likes and you know looking at the numbers before i don't really do that now i mean a little bit but i feel like everybody kind of looks at it absolutely of course yeah so yeah when i would post that kind of stuff you know it doesn't really get like that often so i'm like oh well you know that makes you know it makes me feel a little down and i'm like okay well i'll just post this stuff and then that can kind of lead down a slippery slope like you were saying yeah i think that's really interesting i think that affects people more than they they kind of willing to admit and or that people really talk about because i feel like you know putting your work online is 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 cool and, you know, obviously there's many benefits that come with it. And I, I think I've, I've kind of learned the the value of social media a lot more in this last year than I have really in the last, you know, long, uh, good number of years. Um, yeah. But I think, I don't know, for me, there's always some kind of sacrifice. There's, a, you know, there is something you kind of give up by putting stuff online because um, you don't know how it's going to be received because there's no context for the work online. Whereas in a book or in a magazine, you can have text with it. Like even Instagram captions, like Instagram captions are great, but you can't really explain the image in a caption because people don't read them as often. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I guess, yeah, actually, that's I guess that's a question to ask you. Is like, do you think that an artist can exist solely online? I don't think so. I think, um, I mean, you can maybe nowadays. I mean, probably in the future too, because that's where everything's kind of going. It has been for a while now, but I feel like it's really good to kind of take a step back and, you know, do what everyone used to do and create a lot of physical work. You know, the, the idea of being more manual about everything, which is kind of why I shoot film because it is fully manual. You have to like kind of be on it. You know, there's no, there's nothing really helping you. It's all up to you. So, yeah, I feel like doing a lot of taking a step outside of social media and maybe doing galleries or portraying your work in projects or magazines is that's definitely beneficial and will help you in the long run for sure. Would you want to make a photo book? Yes. Yes, for sure. Yeah, the one I was kind of talking about, I kind of want that to be maybe a zine. I don't know, but I kind of want to definitely it be more of a long term project maybe even a book. Yeah, I think that'd be a great idea. I think that'd be an absolute great idea. Um, I'm thinking, why don't you and Jake make a, a physical book together, a collaborative book? Yeah. Oh, that would be cool. Why, like, why have you not, wait, why have you not, wait, why have you not <laughs> yeah. thought about that? Like, what? What? I don't understand. Okay, cool. That's fine. I think you should. I think that'd be great. Or even oh, just... I might have to mention that to him now. <laughs> or, or even just, um, just uh, or even like a zine, or yeah. even just like an online magazine that's like an offshoot for a, um, you know, Babs on film that could be like, you know, more kind of daytime images or, you know, have like a flip side of kind mm-hmm. of, I don't know, do something that's kind of going to be a little bit offset from what you normally do. And I think it will help you encompass your kind of your daytime images into your feed and or kind yeah. of into the mainstream because 
you know, I don't know. I'm trying to think like, because actually there's an, so there's an artist, an artist, there's a photographer that I'm going to hopefully fingers crossed interview at some point in August. Okay. Um, and his <laughs> name is Edgar Ruiz. Um, you might know his work, but uh, I don't know if you will. Um, but I was on his website earlier and he has it split into light and dark because he has nighttime images and daytime images. Um, mm-hmm. and they're both just as interest. They're both just as interesting. They're both really, really gorgeous. Um, yeah. but even something like that would work if you, if you have it captured in that way where you balance the two, you balance, you know, shadow and light and you kind of balance the two like that, yeah. you know, maybe if you did a collaborative book with Jake, yours could be daytime images, his could be nighttime images, mm-hmm. you know, maybe something yeah, like that, that would actually cool. be really cool. Yeah. Like I was, it's funny you say that. Cause I don't even know who that artist is, or I've probably seen him. Maybe I have no clue, but, um, that's what I wanted to do with my website kind of set like this different contrasts or parallels between, you know, yeah. I was going to have a nighttime section and the daytime. Absolutely. Well, I send it this link to his back later. Yeah. So it has a social media then. So like, how do you try and engage people on social media so that they are a little bit more invested in your work than just, you know, giving you a like or saying, you know, oh, let's follow you. So I try to reach out to a lot of different photographers and a lot of people that I've met on there, either reposting their work and or just commenting on it and uh, and stuff and kind of showcasing their work, maybe just on my story and everything. So that kind of might drag them into my own work. And, you know, they might repost something on their feed or something like that. And it, it gets exposed to their audience, which might be like, you know, bigger or something like that. So, yeah. So, and do you find it easy? to reach out to people online i feel like it's easier to reach out to people online than it is in like you know in the physical aspect definitely like person to person it's totally it's totally different ball game but online it's a lot easier just to you know either message them or comment on something and then that kind of opens dialogue opens conversation you kind of get to know them a little bit so yeah it's definitely easier online for sure yeah absolutely and i think you you did a very good job i must say um so what I want to ask you about is marketing, which I don't know if that was is a good thing to ask you about. But um, <laughs> marketing in terms of like how like so how how do you market your work and or kind of what are your thoughts on kind of marketing and kind of because you know I'm assuming well no I already know because you said you work, but I'm assuming this is not your full time job. Yeah, no. But I'm assuming you'd <laughs> you'd want to make it at some point potentially. Yeah, definitely. I definitely would would love to transition into either filmmaking or or creating photo books or even doing like on location work for certain things or trying to capture certain themes of a, of a place wherever that might be. But um, back to the marketing thing. Yeah. I'm definitely trying to get more into obviously with my website or kind of sending more of my work out to different magazines, which I have been doing and kind of putting myself out there more and hopefully getting a response back. But um. Yeah, definitely want to transition my my stuff more into projects, mainly projects. I don't want to just post photos just to post photos anymore. So, how do you determine what will make a good idea for a project? Like what like what will make a good idea for a body of work? It usually comes down to like a few photos, and then I'm like, oh, there's a there's a theme building here. And at first, it might be like very subconscious, like the thing I'm working on now with capturing those different scenes of ice you know just isolated scenes that all at first was just like subconscious i didn't have an intent that just started to come out in the photos and i'm like oh this is 
this is something I can really work on. And it's something I can relate to kind of on a personal level. So now I'm trying to go out and sort of capture different scenes that, you know, encapsulate that. As much as I should add, this is kind of out of the, the uh, loop of the questioning. <laughs> but what is, yeah, what is your favorite image of Kratos? Ooh, that's a tough one. I would say one of the one of my favorites was definitely the um the, I don't know if you've seen it it's like it's an earlier one I think it's more down my feed one of the first like medium format photos I ever posted but it was the swing set and there's like a ball cap in the foreground and you could see like all the kids like all their all their footprints everywhere and there's like a, a trailer behind it so it's just kind of like this little pl- playground in this trailer park. And I'm like, oh, I can really, re- you know, whenever I took that, I didn't even see the ball cap in the foreground. I just saw like the footprints. But whenever I got my scan back, I'm like, oh, this is on a total different level. I'm like, this is something I never thought I could, you know, capture before. So that's definitely, yeah, that's definitely probably one of my favorites. Either that or the or the bench. The bench just hits hits a different feeling in me. I don't know what it is. So isn't that really interesting though, how your own work can make you feel so like emotional and so like kind of intrigued with life, even though you're the one who took it. That's quite, I think that's really great. Yeah. Even whenever I took that photo, I might not have been might have not been intrigued with life. You know what I mean? I was just kind of feeling more isolated and you know, kind of a- not alienated like from the world, but alienated like trying to find myself. Yeah, absolutely. So, that's why I was just kind of, you know, whenever I saw that and I was like, oh, wow, this is this is something else for me personally. It was, you know, because like, it's, it's always really curious because obviously like, you have like a choice what to shoot um, and you can shoot anything. But the fact mm-hmm. that you choose to shoot certain scenes and certain kind of things that speak to you kind of just says a lot, I think, about you as a person and kind of a lot about your psyche. I think also shooting at night as well is. um mm-hmm is also very telling i think i think yeah i think although i know you've mentioned that we've touched upon it anyway but i think your work is very telling of your nature which is cool i think um but i think it's also very interesting how it translates visually yeah i think that's really interesting and um i'm really sorry we're going to switch back to something completely different so i do apologize um you're good (laughs) but because i just remembered that i didn't ask you that and i was like wait it's not on my list um so going back to marketing and kind of Mm. collaboration um, although we touched on it earlier with you and Jake and your photo book you're going to create, um, yeah. I'm putting that into the world, so it's going to happen now. Um, okay. I've said it on the po- I've said it on the podcast <laughs> now. Put it out so in the universe. I have so. indeed. I've said that now. Um, <laughs> if Jake listens to this, he'll, he'll hear it too. Um, but um, yeah, so would you like to collaborate with other people, and/or if so, who would you like to collaborate with? I mean, I would love to cl- collaborate with my friend Jake for sure, because I feel like a lot of those scenes, like like the. Uh, Oh, I'm trying to like think of a, like a certain scene. There's like a few like that he took that I'm like, oh, you should take that because he was like, he didn't even really see it or he didn't notice it and he thought it was just like, eh. And then he took it and it's like one of his favorite photos. <laughs> or like we'll be back to back. He'll be shooting something behind me and I'll be shooting something in front of him like on a totally different, like I'll be shooting like this bush or something or something isolated or something like that. And he'll be shooting this house. So it's two different like, way we ways that we see things so it'd be cool if like you know we created a a project that kind of they have like some sort of parallel 
Yeah, absolutely. We were both there at the time when we shot them. I feel like that would be a pretty cool concept. I kind of feel like you're in a very, maybe it's just me, but I feel like you're in a very unique position because you and Jake are obviously close friends and you obviously shoot similar themes. I feel like you have such a good, like, start to be able to create like really interesting kind of like ventures. Like, have you ever thought about creating workshops? No, I've never thought of. You've never thought about. I don't. No, no, no. Like, what do you mean by workshops? Like, how to shoot night photography? Yeah, absolutely. Like, take it. Like, you. I don't. I I don't know. Like, the logistics of it and how much it'll work. But like, take out like you know four or five people. You know, Mm -hmm. you'll go out shooting, and you know, you kind of. I guess in a way, like you hang out and shoot, but like you know, eventually comes down to you teaching them how to shoot, go out and shoot at night, Um, stuff like that. You know, and or kind of. I don't know. There has to be like, you know, even like photography challenges that like you go up into the photographer and you'll go out to a location and shoot and see what you get. There has mm-hmm. to be like ways to, to kind of, I don't, without saying like, I don't want to sound like I'm thinking about, you know, like Instagram followers or whatever, but like to capitalize, capitalize, capitalize on kind yeah. of, you know, building a community around what you do. Cause I'm assuming that's what most people who create any kind of art kind of want to do. Um, but I'm thinking, like, how can you not only promote yourself, but also get more people involved? And I think film photography itself is such a, you know, without sounding rude, like it's such a trendy, I guess. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's such a kind of like a trendy. <laughs> oh, it's a trendy thing for yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> like, like a trendy kind of a thing to do. It's kind of like mm. you could really, not even necessarily monetize it, but you could really kind of jump on board and kind of help people with that. And I think because you and Jake are obviously close and you are, you go out together anyway, like, mm-hmm. like, why not just get grab somebody else for a camera guy and then record you? Or why not grab one or two of the photographers that you may both might only know from Instagram, record it and yeah. shoot it outside and have like a photography challenge? And I don't know, there has to be like other ways to build a community that's not just posting yeah. online. Um, maybe that's something you think about in the future. Maybe the logistics of that are probably a lot harder than I me saying that. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I feel like a lot of um, I don't know. There's a lot of like. A lot. I mean, I'm sure you know, like Willem Verbeek. And... I do indeed. I was going to mention him too earlier, but I thought you probably yeah. know him. But yeah. Oh, we yeah we shot with him one time. Really? He, wow. Yeah, he came out, so we shot with him one night. I mean, it was the worst night. It was torrential. <laughs> like it was monsooning outside. Oh, it was so good. It was cold. It was horrible. So I shot like maybe two photos. They shot a lot, but but um, but yeah, with their, like with Willem and other people like. I've never had like the desire to create like more of a, how to shoot night photography and stuff. But yeah, now that you say it, it'd be cool because we kind of, I feel like him, like Jake definitely shoots a certain way. Yeah, for sure. He shoots a, a, a unique way of shooting nighttime stuff. And then I shoot like kind of a normal way. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's like hard to understand, but like I use like a shutter release cable and he doesn't. <laughs> to other people that might seem so foreign but like i mean it works i've never done it before but but he he does it to like a t i just kind of feel like i mean i will get into it now actually i was going to actually we'll get into it now but i feel like particularly with instagram and the way you know instagram is no longer a photo sharing service you know quote unquote no, i think <laughs> yeah very sadly because it's, for photographers very sadly but i think you know how can you then kind of adapt you know, the phrase, the you know, the great phrase, the jolly phrase, adapt or die. Um, yeah. Like, how can you kind of adapt your work and the way you're working into 
being not just Instagram friendly, but also kind of creating more of a dialogue and interest around around your work. Because, you know, I think a lot of things people would like to see is the process of your work. Like personally, I would love, I would absolutely love to see you and Jake out shooting. That'd be so interesting. <laughs> I had no idea you two were even <laughs> friends. Like, and imagine my kind of, my surprise by the fact that you that you tell me that you got out shooting together. And I'm just like, wait, mm-hmm. what? And it's it's coming, oh, yeah, yeah, like it's crazy because I bet you know a bunch of really cool photographers that I probably follow on Instagram that I really love, most likely. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's just that's just like crazy, like the power of of the internet and, and like kind of how you can harness that through your the people you actually know in real life, not just the yeah. other way around. So I think that's really cool. Yeah, see. it'd be really cool to kind of like capture our process behind things, even just like not even just the whole photography thing, just like more of the hijinks behind everything because oh we i have stories for days of stuff that we've been through <laughs> shooting he probably touched on that like i said before with yeah he did touch on a few things yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know like yeah. witnessing stuff we should have not seen yeah. <laughs> like, having a gun pulled on us and all of this other stuff but like but even like even stuff like that like why do you not talk about that stuff I don't know because like that's like that's like that's so interesting though it's part and also that's part of the journey it's part of you being a photographer and it's part of you shooting at night as well so it kind of ticks all the boxes yeah yeah I feel like um I do want to work on that I'm trying to be more vulnerable with myself and kind of like get rid of this sheet that is covering me and kind of let myself be you know shown to everybody so I feel like that'd be kind of cool to like for us just to film ourselves like just the stupid crap we get into and 100 you know what we shoot and you know the process behind and you know what we're you know what we're setting out to capture that night you know or just so you, you know the different places that we go to we go to like ohio and all these other you know these strange places that to other people it's like oh whoa this is totally different you know absolutely i think it'd be great and, I, and you know listen i understand that you know me saying that it's very easy for me to say that because i'm the one doing the work um, mm-hmm. But it's just a thought I have. And I think really, I think it would, I personally think it will benefit you. But as I say to everybody, like I'm just some random guy from England. So don't take my advice. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, because <laughs> I think it would be cool. I don't really know anything particularly. So just saying, I, th- yeah. I think it will benefit you. And not just that, like you seem like it would benefit you. And I don't know. I just think it'd be cool. Like, and you have the resources, you have Jake, like what was well use and what's your, your friends with them? Like, I, I don't know. It just seems to me, and my and my very you know kind of outsider opinion it just seems crazy that you haven't done anything like that yet it just seems yeah. so crazy like if if i had somebody that i went out shooting with all the time like i mean i although although i guess also in a way that's a good thing because that means it's mm-hmm. not you're not there for the content you're not there for just for like oh we can get this done or we can post about this yeah but i think also it could be beneficial for you to do that particularly particularly the way instagram's going and particularly the way that um just opportunity you potentially have now whilst you both have it because who knows where you'll both be in a year's time yeah you know that kind of stuff i guess i guess that's all i'm trying to say i don't i feel like i'm i'm telling you too much (laughs) and it's not and you don't really care so i apologize no 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 i i mean you know like i said before i just i'm more of like a listener and observer so no i'm taking all this in that's fine that's no problem if i'm just annoying you just let me know and i'll stop um, no 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 not at all yeah that's okay. what i was saying the other night when we were shooting like creating like this like not just you know a lot of people might just create a uh a night not saying it's bad at all like creating a photography account 
to showcase other people's work online, but kind of take it a step further. Maybe start making different products that are based around that. Um, yeah, even videos would be really cool. Just like, you know, whatever journeys we go on, whatever stupid stuff we get into. Kind of, it shows more of the, like the humanity behind the work. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think showing the kind of photographer behind the lens is very important. Um, I think it's more important now than it has ever been. And I think maybe a few years ago, you would have been able to get away with of not really showing yourself and kind of being mysterious. And I think it definitely helps with certain people. But I think yeah. mostly people kind of want to know you. I think that your personality is actually just as important as the work you create, if not in some cases more important, depending upon the audience. Um, that's just from my observations of, of artists I've spoken to and the artists that I see. Like there's a really great artist that I talk about all the time called Tom Loner, um, who I interviewed ages ago. Probably why I talk about him all the time. But he's he's just a, he's just a, a really great guy, and he has a thing called Tommy TV. So like mm-hmm. pretty much every day he'll be on Instagram lives, and or he'll just be on Instagram stories posting you know what he's doing during his day, which is mostly painting. But it's just yeah. like that engagement and the kind of you you kind of you feel like you know him because you see him all the time. Um, mm-hmm. Like I know that's not something everyone can do. It's not something I would ever be able to do personally. But just, yeah. I appreciate the fact that people got the way to do that because he's looking at it like he's investing in his career further on down the line. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll send you a link to his work because his work's really amazing. Okay. Um, and he has he has like the perfect way of commercializing everything. So he has his work. He's a painter, but he has his work like on cars. He has his work on trains. He has his work mm-hmm. on chairs. Um, actually, yeah, it might be a good reference for you actually when you're talking about products. I'll send you his stuff later. Okay. Um, because uh, and I'll send you a bunch of other stuff that I think you might like, which you'll probably already know if if you like knife photography the way I like it, which you probably do. You probably already know the people I'm going to send you, but I'll send them to you anyway. Um, yeah, go ahead. So my next question for you: So do you sell prints of your work? I've sold actually. I've only sold I think one because somebody requested it. But that's what I'm going to do whenever I create my website. I'm trying to get more of a printer, like a uh, like a Canon inkjet printer, to print more of my work and kind of have like you know, how's like these different, whatever, like is more not popular, but you know, scenes that I like and kind of put that out on the website and put that out there for people if they want it, you know, it's there for you. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But you should have a, a little clause that says, you know, if there's any images you see that are not on your website to, to request them from you and then you can yeah, just charge them exactly. a bit more money for it because it's not something you would necessarily want to print. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. That's what I would do at least. I mean, you know. um, no, 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 definitely. That's, I mean, that's my intent behind creating my website is to kind of not only get my work out there, but if people like, you know, want actual physical copies of my work so they can have a tangible source. Yeah. Because it's an investment at the end of the day. Like you are an artist at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think why not, why, why not offer it so people can invest in it? Because I think it's a great idea, you know, exactly. particularly if you want to make it like a full-time career and or, you want to transition into something that's going to require you to have money to be able to sustain yourself. Um, you know, and your work is good enough. Definitely. Your work is definitely good enough to sell like a hundred percent. So um, I would not that. even Thank mind. <laughs> I would not even mind getting a piece of it myself, but you know, there's like people like you, like, I love to buy a piece of your work, you know, just to support you. It's just to invest and say, you know, mm-hmm. I, I appreciate what you do. Cause I think that's a nice gesture. Yeah, definitely. Like I actually, maybe you should think about just a random suggestion. Um, if you do start selling prints and stuff like as on a more kind of um, permanent basis, think about selling like postcards or something that people can buy. That's not 
that's like, what I was gonna do. Like yeah. more like f- like maybe like five by seven images, like yeah. something very small. Like yeah. maybe like you know like I don't know fifteen ten bucks or something like that. Something, yeah, absolutely. Something pretty cheap. That's like oh, it's like oh yeah, I, ha- I can have his work or their work, but you know I'm not like you know given an arm and a leg to you know spend fifty dollars plus shipping from who knows where they're buying it from that's true yeah because yeah. well, you could like buy something from like i don't know a photographer in like australia but the shipping's gonna cost like you know like 16 some dollars plus whatever you pay for the print yeah that's true that's very true yeah i think it's just you have to figure out a good way to kind of i mean also that kind of stuff takes a lot of research and time to do it's not like you mm-hmm. just you know you just upload it to a website and it gets sold it's like you have to really think about stuff like that because if your shipping is too high people aren't going to buy your work whether they like it or not yeah you know i mean unless Definitely. they really really want it but then you have to make sure you're kind of creating work that people really really want so mm-hmm. you know it's kind of a bit of a you need to, yeah you need to kind of do your research when it comes to stuff like that yeah that's like the sad thing with instagram with where it's going it's a lot harder now it seems to build an audience just from solely posting photos unless you're already up there then it's not as bad but like you know for me personally i don't get as much engagement nowadays as i used to like i used to get seen by who knows out like a few thousand like a for a photo now it's like i'm i'm be honest i'm not even like breaking like 300 like it's 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 it probably was me taking too long of a break but then also just like the way kind of instagram is going it's kind of harder to build an audience yeah it's because the algorithm changes like like every other like every other few months and like you know mm-hmm. we don't know what the hell it's doing and it's kind of like it's not great is it really and actually what is your opinion on kind of a particular like i mean particularly instagram in terms of because instagram seems to be like the like the it it's social media for photography and just for art in general but like what's yeah. your opinion on so on instagram in terms of like relying upon the algorithm for your work to be seen yeah it's kind of sucks being at the you know the fate of the algorithm yeah that that sucks for sure i enjoy i personally enjoy instagram a lot just because you could just you know all these people can reach out to you, you can reach out to all these different people but so yeah instagram i enjoy i think it's a great place to showcase work but then it's also kind of it might kind of like stunt your growth with what you're doing just like you know going back to being overstimulated and uh nowadays it seems like it's just showcasing work that might you people you might not even follow or just kind of like the trendy aesthetic that the algorithm wants to show or like what's most popular and that's what they want to show which kind of sucks for a lot of i i follow so many people that have like 900 maybe a thousand followers and i'm like their work's insane yeah i'll never match to them like they're they're like they're really good but like it's just you know just instagram can kind of suck or social media in general can kind of suck in that way why do you think that um, society as a whole are so caught up on numbers and popularity as opposed to quality? I would the 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 uh, the instillment of social media in general, like at at its base, that's what it's based upon is the whole liking system. Like you know when Facebook came out, or you know what YouTube kind of turned into. Yeah. Um, 
what Instagram kind of turned into at first. It was just you shared what you were doing in your daily life. And then it kind of transitioned in to more like, you know, promoting like a business or promoting yourself as an artist or music or anything like that. But, but yeah. So what do you think comes after Instagram? I mean, I assume probably more a different type of social media. I mean, that's what always has been the case. Something else pops up, like Twitter popped up, and that that's a huge thing. Um, you know, Facebook was big, and then, you know, kind of Tumblr became a thing, and then it kind of transitioned more into Instagram. And now Instagram's just trying to be like, you know, a different app like TikTok or whatever. Yeah. So I think after Instagram, I feel like people should take a step back and be more physical with what they do, be more tangible with what they do. I feel like that's what a lot of the world has lost touch with. People are kind of, they want things real fast. And I feel like people should take a step back from that fast paced lifestyle and just kind of, you know, the anticipation is what's rewarding, you know? That's just like with shooting film, like after waiting four weeks to get your scans back, like it's so exciting whenever, you know, you get those back. So I feel like that's, that's where it should go is to be more of a physical source of showing your work. Yeah. You know, I, I really, I think that's a great answer and I really agree with that. I, I really do. And actually I looked, I learned into a little secret, which is funny. I actually looked the other day at how much it, like the kind of idea of creating so a new social media site would be um mm-hmm. because something i spoke to a couple of artists about a while back um just everyone i asked on a speech about instagram like everyone likes it but like no one's happy with it and i think they, there could be something that we can create that could be better and it actually costs about fifty thousand pounds to start like a, ba- a base minimum to start a social media site um, oh, wow. and i was like yeah I don't have that kind of money to do that <laughs> but i was really thinking about it the day i was contemplating it like i feel like that's what that's what we need we kind of need a new kind of social media just for artists. Although you, although you can't gatekeep it though, but just for, you know, something that's going to have artists kind of, I don't know, just kind of have their work being able to be seen a lot more. And, you know, to be yeah. at least, to, you know, to be at least be able to see all the things that you follow. Um, Definitely. You know, yeah, I know, I know Jake was talking to me. He's like, oh, you should get this app. Like, I, I think it starts with a G. It's like Gala or something like that. And it's just like, it's it's made by an artist i don't know if it's a photographer or whoever but that that would definitely be a like what you're saying that's definitely that's probably going to come eventually i mean it's it's inevitable it's already happening yeah. but it's just the fact that it reach I, I would love it to not reach the status of like twitter and instagram it would be good but it's also it could kind of be detrimental to the the platform itself I think the problem with like Instagram and Twitter um, is that because there's no, and it's kind of the problem with any social media is that there's no gatekeepers. You you can't say, you know, you can't have that in here and you can't have that in here because I think you can't do that because of social media, but at the same time, you kind of almost need something similar to that so that, you know, your work is not just lost in the cat videos and and (laughs) like other random, you know, kind of random people's random day to day, you know, day to day kind of activities, which is nothing to do with art. I think that's really kind of where, for me, the problem lies. You know, and I think, you know, it's why I like to, I mean, without trying to talk about myself again, 
Um, but it's kind of like why I like to build a community, you know, on the flying fruit bowl. And it's why it will be important for you to have a website so that you can direct people to your website. So if, you know, mm-hmm. I kind of try to think of it like if Instagram died tomorrow, where would that leave you? Um, and I think for a lot of people, myself included, it would not be good. No. But at the same time, would it would also be bad though. It kind of also wouldn't be bad because you get to think about things from a different angle. And you kind of realize how trivial social media can be in a way. It seems like it's not, but it actually kind of is. But even though it's not. Um, so yeah, I would advise you to, and everybody else, whoever's listened to this, to think about what would you do if Instagram died tomorrow? If there was no, if it no longer existed, um, like what would you do? Uh, and how are you? How, how can you set yourself up now so that if that did happen tomorrow, or if it did happen in a year's time, you'd be okay. You'd still have your work online somewhere. And you'd have, you know, connections to your work. So like, you know, get, get a mailing list and make sure people are signed up to it. So they'll see what you're posting when you post stuff. Um, yeah. You know, just simple stuff like that, that seem very, you know, like, oh, it's another job to be doing. But the stuff like that's going to be more important potentially than your Instagram account, you know. Definitely. You know, at some point within the next, I'd say within the next two years, Instagram is going to fade and there'll be something else replacing it. Oh, definitely. I mean, that's the way it's kind of going. Especially with yeah. what they just, you know, what the, uh, I forget who he is, but he just came on and talked about the direction that they want to take it. Yeah. Kind I think of being more like TikTok and kind of curating to that whole, you know, like videos, which what you were saying before, like, that's why you would want like us to like, you know, put more videos yeah, out there and absolutely. showcase ourselves, which makes sense. That's definitely has some longevity to it. And actually, work in general. I guess that's a good question to ask you, actually, because you just said that about obviously TikTok. So, so how, so how do you feel about the way that people now have short attention spans and stuff like TikTok is making people kind of consume more and less? Like for you as a photographer, how do you think that's going to affect you and your work? I feel like it already affects my not my work, but my workflow. Okay, or like you know what I want to shoot. Because, like, you're just being overstimulated with a lot of different sources and a lot of different social medias, whether that's, you know, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, et cetera, et cetera. So I feel like, like what you're saying, if if all the social medias just one, just, yeah, just tomorrow just died, like they're just gone, it kind of grounds you. It definitely would, it definitely humbles you in a way probably for the better because then it kind of makes you take a step back and really look at yourself and really look at what you're doing and you're not just looking for other people's um for other people's uh like acceptance in a way yeah so yeah yeah. absolutely i think (laughs) no i think that's that's like the huge danger of social media and actually Mm -hmm. There's a really cool photographer called Abstract Numbers on Instagram. And they actually posted an, a post earlier today. And it was like a really long post. And they were just being like really honest about how they feel about social media and how it, it's kind of a bit draining and uh, and how they're taking a step back from taking more images because they're not too sure of how they feel. And it, it's kind of nice to see people be honest. I think sometimes you don't see that honesty because it's replaced with, oh, this is popular or, oh, look what I'm doing or Oh, this is so cool. And it's like, like, is it important for you as an artist to be honest? It definitely is. Yeah. So like sometimes in my posts, I, I, sometimes I just post like what I think might 
the scene might be, you know, what I might be feeling at that time in a couple words. But then sometimes I like to post more about the photo and kind of write more about it or like, you know, my feelings behind it. Kind of be more vulnerable to everybody. Kind of give them like a, you know, a picture into who I am. You know, like give them a visual of who I might be as a person. Yeah, I think that's great. I think that's that's a great way to go. I really do think that's a great way to go. Can anyone be a photographer? I feel like anybody could do anything. I mean, that's so like, uh, that's beyond cliche. But like I said, everybody sees the world differently. And everybody has a different eye. You can look at one thing and see something totally different. So, but can everybody be a photographer? They could. I mean, it's all, it all bases down to like your desire. Do you desire to do that? You know, but everybody sees everything differently. So if you just experiment with it, every, I mean, your photos are going to be vastly different than my photos and vice versa. I mean, I guess maybe a different way to rephrase that question would be, is there a difference between an image taker and an image maker? Oh, that's a really good question. (laughs) Those are like, that's like some, that's a wise question right there. An image maker and an image taker. Yeah, I feel like an image maker kind of either like you know subconsciously or consciously has like this sort of feeling that they want to capture but then an image taker can just take you know the typical photo that maybe everybody else kind of takes or you know some sort of sunset landscape with a with a uh like a person out of focus on a beach you know kind of anyone can really take that photo but to really make a photo that's what really that's what really takes like like a whole different skill set, which I'd say I'm trying to still find myself. So. Absolutely. And I think maybe you never will find it because one of the things that someone said to me ages ago, and I reference all the time, but I don't know who, where I got it from. Mm-hmm. Somebody once said to me that you always, whenever you create a piece of work, you always deliberately sabotage yourself and make sure you never create the perfect item. Because if you create the perfect photograph or the perfect piece of art, you never want to create art again. That's true. So Actually, that's yeah, true. <laughs> so it makes you think about like, you know, you're like we're always striving for perfection as artists. Yeah, we're always making sure that things aren't perfect because if they were, we wouldn't do it again. Um, it's kind of like an interesting paradox of the artistic paradox, I guess. Um, I don't know where I got it from though, but someone said that to me. I don't know who said that to me. Yeah, I've got no idea. But I mention it all the time. <laughs> I was just it's just something I think about often. You know, when yeah. I feel like when I'm looking at a piece of work and I don't like it or I've, I've shot something and I'm like, I don't know about it. And you kind of realize like it doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, it's part of your process and part of your journey. And you might not like it now, but you might like it in a year's time or you might like it in three mm-hmm. years time. Like, you know, you don't know when. And also you don't know who's going to see that work. You don't know who it will appeal to. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of why I'm telling you to put your day images out there a bit more as well, because you don't know who that's going to inspire. Um, yeah. And I think it's it's very easy to forget that it's not just you seeing your work all the time. It might feel like it because your reach might not be great, but people mm-hmm. still are seeing it. And even and as I always say with the flying fruit bowl, like I see everything as an archive because it's like, yeah, okay, I could be caught up on how many views my site got today, but to be honest, it's not going to be that many, and mm-hmm. it will make me feel like not doing it. 
So rather than yeah. feel like that, I'd rather focus on the quality and be like, okay, cool. If somebody sees this in a year's time, they'll enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes it's easier to think about art like that in the same way. Like when you create a piece of work, like photography is timeless. Just because you create something yesterday doesn't make it old. It just means that it's, you know, I guess it's an archived piece of work, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's very easy to forget that just because you've created it and it's out there, it doesn't mean that it's irrelevant. Um, yeah. It has a life, like once you release a piece of work into the wild, it has a life of its own. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's, the yeah, that's the... definitely like what you were saying with like, like perfection. Like, yeah, we all, we kind of strive for, for perfection. But I mean, if you look around, nothing's perfect nothing's ever perfect like nothing can ever be perfect really like you look at everybody like on a whole new like a a different realm of things but like you look at every person everybody's different somebody might have like you know like their eyes might be a little bit like higher than the other you know that sort of thing like i mean that's how i see it like nothing is perfect in the world nothing yeah so yeah, your work, like I'm trying to not take it so seriously, taking it seriously, but yeah. not like trying to be too perfectionist. Like it. it's a hard balance because obviously you're putting time and effort and obviously money into it. Like, you know, you, you want it to, you want to invest in yourself and, and have some kind of reward and benefit at the end of it. But at the same time, you also can't take it so seriously that it becomes your entire life. And actually, how do you make sure that your work doesn't consume you? To not... To not dwell on it too much. I sometimes I tend to like overthink all my photos or kind of like get into the nitty gritty of editing and try to really pick out flaws. But sometimes it's nice to leave that in there because it kind of not flaws in the way where it just totally takes away from what I'm shooting, but just like nuances of the photo that make it unique that I might have took out before. But now I'm like, you know, that's kind of that's kind of cool i like that that's cool that's perfect um we've only got a couple more questions i think okay. so uh won't be too much longer i promise um oh no you're fine <laughs> this is fun so the next question for you is what does it mean to be a successful artist i think for me personally is to find value in yourself and in your own work not necessarily money I mean, if that comes with it, cool, you know, that's great. You know, you can get by, but, but definitely like finding value in what you're doing and, you know, filling that passion and yeah. Yeah. Finding value in yourself and in your work for you personally, not necessarily from, I mean, other people too, but definitely yourself at all. I mean, it all boils down to yourself, not in a selfish way at all, but having that like reassurance that what you're doing is worthwhile. So would you say that you create your work for yourself or for other people? No, I definitely create work for myself. Yeah. I feel like for me, photography is a sort of like therapy, just like this. This is kind of like therapy <laughs> in a way, because you kind of get into deeper, you know, conversation and that's really good. That's a thing that people don't do much nowadays anymore, but so yeah, photography for me is a sort of therapy. It kind of helps me deal with things that I might not talk about. So I can kind of capture that and get that out of my system. 
that's that's I I completely agree. I feel like that's I feel the same with my photography. It's, it's a great way to uh to kind of take a moment to really kind of think about how you're feeling about life. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of time when I shoot an image, I always ask myself how I feel before I take an image. Um, and I feel like it's a good, it's a, it's kind of a good way to kind of yeah, you know, externalize your internal process. Um, mm-hmm. And also the therapy thing is hilarious because you are actually not the first person who said that to me. Oh really? I've, I've heard this. I've actually lately I've heard this quite a lot. I've heard it probably a good four or five times from the interviews I've done. And um, I laugh to my and I, I tell my mother all the time. I'm like, I should be a therapist. That's what I should be doing for my life. Um, that's what I should be doing. But yeah, that's really cool. Uh, but I thank you for saying that. And I appreciate the fact that you are enjoying it because I always feel like people don't enjoy it. People just tell me they enjoy it because I'm forcing them to be here. I'm not forcing no, them to be no, here, I'm but enjoying you know, it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like yeah, yeah. You know, I'm no, it is like kind of sort of therapy. You know, like talking to somebody you don't know but then you yeah. know after you talk for a bit you kind of get more vulnerable oh absolutely 100%. if you still don't know him you've I've only known you for like what two and a half hours two hours yeah. and 40 minutes or something now yeah so it's absolutely. like when you talk about deep conversation like that with someone you don't know it's it's, it's it is beneficial to your your whole mental that's for oh, sure absolutely absolutely 100 percent. well but thank you anyway it's, it's nice for you to hear and it kind of makes me <laughs> very happy um so how do you measure the success of an image um, and how much, you know, kind of weight do you put on social media stats? I used to put a lot of weight on it. That's why I kind of like burnt out because I put too much weight into, you know, the whole likes or, you know, oh, I'm not being featured on this, but other people I know is being featured on this. Why am I not? Blah, blah, blah. And you start to get more of a bigger ego. So kind of taking a step back and kind of, throwing your ego out the door in a way it's definitely nice and what kind of feedback do you like to hear about your work and all kind of like what kind of feedback is valuable to you i've had a few people reach out to me and tell them their own interpretation of my image and that's really meaningful because it's like oh you you i can relate to you because i related to what i shot either subconsciously or consciously so the fact that you can look at this image and tell me a personal story or tell me a personal experience that you had. And that's what it kind of brought you to. It's nice. It's like I said, it's kind of sort of a therapy in a way, even if people might not think of art that way, but I, I think of it that way. I mean, also it's great that you are connecting people uh, without even trying to really, um, mm-hmm. you know, through the kind of universal themes in your work and not just that, it's just kind of like people are reaching out to you. Like, you know, your work is good if people are reaching out to you. Um, I feel like maybe, because I feel like it's, it's kind of one thing to chase opportunities and obviously you should, because it's important that you do. It's more important that you do than not. But I think when yeah. people reach out to you, I think you should kind of be aware that actually that is a good thing. If obviously what they're doing is, um, is going to be beneficial to you and or they seem to have good taste you know because mm-hmm. yeah because <laughs> all of these you know promote it on this website instagram comments are honestly driving me crazy oh really <laughs> um, they are because it's just like when i email people i understand now why they think it's a scam if they're getting yeah. randomly commented on saying promote this every five seconds yeah um, but hey i've got a website to prove it so it's all good i, I pay for that domain it's, it's all it's all legal oh, the website's nice i looked at it and i'm like oh there's all this cool art okay. like i've wanted to get into painting and all that i'm like oh, i can look at all these artists that's perfect. If you ever want to message any of them, just send them away or a message. Because the thing I do is that I I ask everyone who's on the site, I ask their permission. So I've contacted every single person because I, I wouldn't want to take somebody's work without them knowing. Um, 
so yeah so if you ever want to reach out to any of them literally reach out to any of them they're all really lovely they'll all message you back probably um yeah and to be honest it's, it's annoying for me at this moment in time because i've got so many artists i want to interview mm-hmm. um and i just don't have the i don't have the time and i, I find more artists like every day never do like never run an art yeah. website it's not fun <laughs> <laughs> that's why i like your uh your what you're doing like whenever i really looked at your site it was i mean i i've i think i followed you i'm not sure i don't know i'm not too much on social media but i don't go on there as much as i used to but um i i like what you do because it's more intimate yeah i appreciate to a lot of different like you know you know different accounts like yours is definitely a lot more intimate i know i just i enjoy doing what i do um and i feel like i kind of want to uh kind of get to know people as well i don't want to just post the art i kind of want to get to know the artists which is why i like talking to them um mm-hmm. it's why it's great to talk to them and actually it's cool because there's a couple of artists that i spoke to a couple of months ago and i actually met them a few days not a few days i can't this earlier this month in london when i went to london they're actually exhibiting in london and it's oh, cool really? for me to meet them in person um wow. and i went to, when i went to london uh there's about five or six artists that i'm going to interview because obviously i met them in person um mm-hmm. and i just i literally just questioned them whilst i was there which was hilarious um i spent like a good six hours just talking to ice it was really good for me it was great um oh yeah but i got a lot out of it and i get a lot about doing this even though i don't get anything from it financially it's not about that and that's something i'm thinking about it's something that i would love to change a little bit just because things cost money but at the same time like it's no big deal i can afford i can afford to run it and it's fun i enjoy it so yeah it's all good yeah i I feel like what i would get out of it is like you learn a lot from just other people even yeah. if they're just like everyday people like us, you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Like, like, absolutely. The human experience is something that kind of lacks anymore. Yeah. Especially with like just medias and everything's, you know, now, 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 you know what I mean? So like being able to just sit down for a few hours, talk to somebody and get their insight on life and not yeah. just like, Oh, what inspires you or, you know, or like just about their art. Like when you get to actually know that person, it's like, it's a whole nother thing yeah absolutely absolutely um well thank you because you're making me feel very a lot better about what i do which is kind of cool which is actually exactly what i needed right now because i was really uh not happy yesterday so um i appreciate it it makes me very happy of course man um so that actually segues quite nicely into my next question which is about community and kind of like and also the photography industry so in terms of community like do you feel like you belong to a, a larger part a larger community Yeah, I definitely do. Like, even if I might not be getting as much engagement now, like, I still have core people who always would like comment on my stuff or message me. So that's always reassuring. And that's really all that counts in the long in the like, you know, the long run is if you know, you still have like, those core of people still like, following what you do, and you know, interested in what you're doing and being more personal with you. That, that's definitely yeah. very important and kind of what would you like to see in terms of of community in your work or like the, the reach of your work like is there anything that you'd like to see i mean i would like it to definitely see like it go somewhere that would be really cool to kind of like put myself out there to the world and see what people think you know no because like you're talking about engagement but like what kind of engagement do you want i guess is probably the best way to put that question I don't want to be so like, just, you know, I don't want to be tied down to just a niche of 
whatever I'm doing. I kind of want to be more versatile and that'll kind of open up more of a wider range of an audience and a wider range of people. So I mean, I would like, it'd be cool to have like a big audience, you know what I mean? I don't know how I would handle that because I'm more like, you know, I'm more reserved, you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. So yeah, I don't I know. know I, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'd, I'd process that, but you know, I'm sure if that ever happened, I'd learn, you know, I'd adapt to it, but yeah yeah i think that that answers it don't you mean when that would happen because that would definitely happen um i think it would definitely happen i think you just have to i think like everything i think things take time i think maybe people don't realize like you know as the artist that, that i interviewed yesterday said you know it's a long game you know you mm -hmm. think you know we see people who have like you know success overnight and we think oh why don't i have that but actually you know instant success means you know I mean, how, but the best way to put it is like when you get to the top of the mountain, you've got nowhere left to go but down. You know, you can have as much success as you want right now. You can, you know, be super, you know, make, you know, crazy money or whatever right now, but it doesn't mean you're going to have it in a year's time. It just means you're making a lot of money right now. You know, I feel like slow and steady, you know, that's really the way to go with social media. And it, and it sucks because it's like, you don't want to feel like you're not growing and you don't want to feel like you're wasting your time, but that's just part of the process. Yeah. That's why you have yeah, to enjoy like what you do. Always, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's, I mean, that's something I, I'm kind of learning now, you know, slow, even with life in general, you know, everything's oh, yeah, absolutely. slow and steady. So like, so yeah, like I'm trying to learn that with like, you know, just my, my photography in general, my work, like slow and steady is the way to go for sure. So what I normally do is I normally ask, the person I interview a question from the last person I interviewed. Um, okay. So I have a question for you and I would like okay. a question from you. So okay. the question for you is from an artist called Alex Beeston and I emailed him. Mm -hmm. I, emailed him. I interviewed him yesterday. Um, I think, I think the podcast will be out in this order. I'm pretty sure it will be. It might change, but I don't think it will. But his question for you is if someone looked back at your body of work, what would they say you have achieved? That's a tough one. I, I thought it was a great question. It is a great question. I think that if I look back to my body of work or if somebody else did. Somebody else did. So if somebody else looked back at my work... I would think that I achieved solitude. I would say definitely with the yeah, solitude, probably with like the world around me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. That's nice. No, like no, that. I like that. I think that's great. That's a great answer. Um, I think it's, it's super, um, that's a super hard one to answer. Yeah, it is. <laughs> when he said that to me, I was like, Oh, that's good. Um, yeah, that's a very good so question. what is your question for the next person I interview so let's see I was just thinking about that right before I kind of went blank with that question <laughs> um so I would say like why why do you do what you do and why do you do it in that way whether that's you know like you know painting photography anything 
music, whatever you do. Yeah. Kind of broad, but no, no, that's good. Broad is good. I mean, that the problem is you don't know how I'm getting to next. So yeah, I mean, I know who I'm getting to next now. It might not mm -hmm. happen. But I think it probably will. But I have an idea who I'm going to next. But I'm not going to tell you who it is. Um, okay. I'm going to do it that way. Also, one thing I really want to do with the flying fruit is I really want to. I really want to feature more musicians. It's not something I've done yet, and it's something that I'm really conscious of that I really want to do. Um, oh, that'd be really cool because musicians are great. I think music is just great. Like I make music myself, um, okay. like just like super random beats that nobody ever hears, um, okay. other than the intro music to the to the podcast which I made. Um, yeah. But other than that, like I always make kind of random beats. It's just something I do as like an like you know actually like you said earlier like as an aside to your actual work, it's kind of a different kind of way of looking at things. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, musicians. I'd love to feature more musicians. So if you know of any that might want to be interviewed and or feature, let me know. Um, Definitely. And I would ha happily feature them. Especially if they're a recommendation from you. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So my next question for you is, is being an, an artist isolating or liberating or both? Both. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Definitely both because like you kind of, you kind of isolate and alienate yourself to what you're doing because you have such like a drive to do it. So you kind of don't care about anything else but that so that kind of alienates you in a way it isolates you in a way but on the flip hand it's very liberating once you put it out there especially even if it doesn't like you know go the way you planned like you put it out there so that's very liberating in and of itself like if somebody can go out there and just you know put out a song on spotify and a few people listen to it that's very liberating because you you overcome that obstacle you got over that wall and yeah it's very liberating definitely cool okay so what kind of skills does one need to be a good photographer the way you see things your eye not just like you know the the, the process behind shooting that's that's anybody can really learn by the books you know but it's the way you see things around you. That's definitely the key factor with photography, at least. And what are some kind of other aspects of being a photographer other than the actual taking the pictures that people should probably be more aware of? Uh, at least with film, the money, how expensive it can be. That's definitely a thing like, oh, yeah, it's expensive. Actually, if you don't mind me asking, like how expensive no. is it? So I, oh, they just inflated all the prices again. So for a pack of the film that I shoot, Portra 400 or Portra like 160, like how, like the, how fast the film is, um, it costs about $60 now for five rolls. Whenever I first started, it was like 36. That's and I'm ridiculous. like, that's an insane inflation price. So yeah, so I'll shoot, say I shoot five rolls. So there's $60 right there. My camera is probably worth like upwards to $2,000. Um, so you shoot it. I send mine out to a lab to get developed and then I scan them in myself. So my scanner is like $300, $400 maybe. And then to get it developed, it's actually not that bad where I send mine. So it's like maybe 50 bucks for like, I can get 10 rolls for like 50, $60. So that's not bad. But um, so yeah, it's 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 kind of expensive. It can get really expensive. 
Yeah, absolutely. Particularly if you're not making any return on that as well. Yeah. I think, yeah, that can get, yeah, that's damn expensive. Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> but at the same time, though, is it worth the cost? Definitely worth the cost. Because it's, for me, shooting film, it's like, there's so many, like, imperfections and there's so many, you know, questions that go into it. It's like, oh, how's this going to turn out? Like, oh, it's hot this day. How's this, is this going to be too warm in this photo because the film was exposed to that much heat? But, like, that's the thing I think with, like, digital, that digital misses. Digital's great. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to knock on it at all. But, like, with film, it's just, for me, it feels more natural. Like, the way it the way it looks, the way it feels, the way you shoot it, the way you process it. It's a much more natural process. That's really, that's really interesting. Like, I've never really actually been into film photography. I've been really cool to learn. And all yeah. kind of to be able to do. But I think, does it ever worry you that it becomes, is becoming more of an, a kind of elitist kind of um, profession in terms of to be able to keep affording to do it? Yeah, yeah, it's it's getting more expensive by the day because it's so popular nowadays. Like when I, whenever I started, it, I mean, it was popular, but it wasn't like insane. And then in the past two years i mean you've seen it's just like of course yeah absolutely it's skyrocketed i mean all the prices have skyrocketed my camera that i bought it's probably double the price now than when i bought it in a year and a half two years that's crazy so yeah it's definitely it's kind of it's kind of difficult for sure just because of how how expensive it is nowadays and being more of an elitist type of thing and it's trendy too. It's become yeah, a way more trendy thing. It's kind of curious. Though. I wonder whether it's going to go in the future in terms of like there has to be kind of a cap because it can't just keep rising. You know, no. otherwise no one's going to be using it. It'll be too expensive. I, yeah, I think this is a whole nother like thought, but I think with film, the thing that's very detrimental to it is it's not eco friendly at yeah. all all those film shavings that, that come off like old rolls and, you know, the bulk rolls, how they, how they bulk do them in the factory and cut them down. All those extra shavings you can't, you can't recycle. Nothing with film is recyclable. Like the chemicals are harsh. There's a lot of plastic involved. A lot of water used whenever you're in the dark room, whenever you're developing, especially in big labs, like they're using a lot of water. So hopefully it's around for years to come, but with which it probably will be, but with the whole like with with climate change and everything like that, like it's tough. Yeah, but so I wonder if there's no if now is probably a good time to think about maybe seeing if there's any way you can develop a an eco-friendly kind of alternative because you never know that might actually be something that might be good in the future. Yeah, that would be, that'd be really cool to develop some sort of film stock that is eco-friendly that can, that's biodegradable, but can withstand being developed and produce a similar or the same type of image. Because it's kind of interesting because you've just highlighted like a problem or like a potential problem for film. And it's like, in my mind, I'd be like, so what could you do to fix that? And obviously, I know, you know, you're not going to single-handedly do it. It's not going to work like that. But it's something to think about. Yeah. Just have that in the back of your mind. Because mm -hmm. um, you never know who you'll meet and or who will be able to give you a hand doing it. 
Um, and it's yeah. good to be having, you know, thinking about it at least just because you're right. Like you want to kind of know that, you know, if you do, ha- if you are serious about having a career and you do take, and it does take off, you want to be able to sustain it. Yeah. You know, I guess it's kind yeah, of, partic- yeah, it's kind of self-preservation really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's something that I think anybody who shoots film has to think about because yeah. like, yeah, it's making such a comeback now, but for the future and what the world's kind of going to with being like more like, you know, going more electric and going more solar and everything like film's tough. Film's very tough. It's like a, it's a very, it's a, it's a, it's a fine line with how it's going to go, especially with prices rising and everything as well. Uh, there's, there's a few problems with it. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. My advice would be the problem is that, you know, you can find with it, think about how you can create a solution for that because actually that could be very profitable for you in the future and also be good just for you and your own work in terms of like yeah you definitely want to make sure that you're going to still have a career in five years time even if the medium use dies out Mm -hmm. because one could argue i guess even in the spectrum of of arts photography is is almost dead anyway um one could argue i guess so yeah. you know, there's always something to think about, I guess, without sounding harsh, but yeah. then, cause I'm still going to still do photography. I don't care, but you know, uh-huh. you kind of, <laughs> you know, you, you kind of want to be obviously conscious that, that things are changing. Um, yeah. and it's important for you to kind of adapt or at least kind of just be conscious and be aware of the fact that things are changing rather than just be like, Oh no, I'm going to do this. It'll be fine. Cause you want to be still be around in focus on doing things. Yeah. That's why I don't want to be like complacent with a lot of things like that. I want to be more like, on the ball like i i want i i'd love to shoot film i mean i'll probably in my lifetime be able to shoot like film or whatever probably for my whole life but like for generations after probably not i mean it's just like the thing with you know like you know manual cars like that like i don't know like in the uk i know like everybody probably over there like um, do you drive manual I don't know. So yeah, like that used to be the norm and then now that's not the norm anymore. So that's like the thing with like film too. It's like it's like very trendy now, but there's a lot of kind of issues with it that it might not be a thing in the future, which is something that everybody kind of has to keep in the back of their minds. Yeah, absolutely. You gotta think about the future in terms of yeah, in terms of just because you're doing something now doesn't mean that it's going to still be around. And, you know, it's kind mm-hmm. of, I guess, yeah, that's how tangible we're doing to go on. But yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I don't think that's how tangible we're to go on. Um, so my next question for you is, do you think that an image is better if it's more personal to the artist? I think it can be. But then again, also other people might not get it. And it might not get as like viewed or might not get as much recognition as it, as you think, as the artist might think it's that it should get. Like, I, I mean, I've made images that totally like just bomb or people like don't get it. But for me, like it had like a real personal meaning behind it. So, yeah. Okay. So and in your opinion, what makes a good piece of art? A good piece of art is the intent that the artist had behind it or the interpretation that other people can get from that piece of art. And it kind of being, 
it's it might be very specific to you as the artist, but to other people, it can be interpreted in many ways. So I feel like that's 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 a that's pretty important. That's actually a really great and concise answer. Um, and there, there was a second part of that question, but I thought I'll ask you after. Um, and the second part is, what was the last piece of media or, or piece of art that captivated you? And what was it about that left an impression on you? Oh, oh, I got it right here. It's a book, actually. It's so simple. I don't know how I found this per. Oh, I found it. A, 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 I don't know if you know Nowhere Diary on Instagram. Of course I do. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Nowhere Diary. They posted this book. It's by, I think his name is Niall mcdiarmid mcdiarmid yeah mcdiarmid i think niall mcdiarmid uh this book called breakfast and i'm very like i love simple simple like photographs and it's just his i think what he lives with his family and it's just the countertop on different mornings of just what they're eating you know you see some hands feet maybe someone reading a newspaper uh, this very I mean, I can delve into this book for hours. It's a very good book of just simple photographs of everyday life. You know, you see somebody on their iPhone, which shows like, you know, what life is nowadays. And it's just, it's really cool to see somebody take photos of such mundane, mundane uh, scenes, but they really have like meaning and feeling behind it. So yeah, definitely this, this form of media or this book really captivated me uh, recently. So awesome. I'm you can check that out as well. That sounds really, really cool. Um, yeah. That's very cool. I guess that's why people like, you know, artists like William Eggleston, because his work is very kind of ordinary, but at the same time, it actually has, you know, a lot of imbued meaning in it. Um, I guess so. Um, okay, so the very last question, uh, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, oh, no. I don't know at this point. <laughs> Um, it's a double barrel question. Uh, it's a okay. question I always end every interview on is what are you currently working on and where can people find more about you and your work? So I'm currently working on a project kind of like I discussed earlier of these isolated, these isolated scenes of that maybe, or maybe not people can kind of relate to on a level that they don't know why. So I'm kind of, it's more of a long-term project. It's probably going to be a book, I'm hoping. So I'm working on that. I might I might do a zine in between there just to kind of, you know, put myself out there before that. And um, yeah, working on a website, almost finishing that up. I transferred like a bunch of photos from an old hard drive to a new hard drive. So I have to re-edit. That's why I haven't like been able to put stuff on uh create the website but um so otherwise you could find me on instagram it's uh at Z- uh, zach yanko z-a-c-k-y-a-n-k-o that's absolutely yeah. perfect you know zach thank you so much yeah of course man it was a it was a joy no honestly i appreciate it a lot That concludes the second and final part of my conversation with Zachary Yanko. Thank you very much for listening. If you have any questions or comments about it, please send me an email at theflyingfruitbowl at gmail.com or by social media sites such as Instagram. 
The Flying Fruit Bowl podcast can now be found on a variety of sites, such as Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please consider liking, rating, sharing, or subscribing on any of those platforms to spread the word. Also, don't forget to check out www.theflyingfruitbowl.co.uk for daily art inspiration and written interviews. And if you're a creative, please get in touch for a chance to be featured or interviewed. We now also have a Patreon if you're interested in supporting the platform further. Tiers start from £1, so if you're interested, please check out patreon.com slash theflyingfruitbowl. Once again, thank you very much for listening to this interview. And until next time, folks, please stay safe.